Hello, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of the All Out Blitz podcast. Glad to have everybody back with us. Especially me. Especially Brady. <laughs> he is awake today. Yes. And he is ready to, to rock rumble. and roll. Oh. Let's not rumble. Let's <laughs> just rock. We're back after catching up on some post-NFL draft sleep, I think. <laughs> and we are here today to talk about who we feel. Today. What teams gain the most out of the draft and what teams did a giant belly flop in the pool. Weird analogy. <laughs> Sound pretty good. Well, let's be honest. There are some teams. Some teams <laughs> had some drafts that hurt more than a belly flop in the pool. <laughs> right? I mean. Especially for some fans. Yeah, it was rough. You know, after uh, after a couple days of kind of digging into these picks and uh, thinking about, first of all, from, you know, the Atlanta side, how we feel about that. And uh, I feel I feel pretty good. You know, some fans out there are still thinking it, it was a bad draft. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen some people grade Atlanta as a, as a D. Um, I see Atlanta's draft as a, as a good B, you know, filled pretty much every need B that we had. B minus. We filled every need that we had, honestly. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to critique and <laughs> pick at these teams and, and the picks that they chose, but you know, that's, that's, they felt, they felt that these, these players or these, these kids would, you know, work better in their scheme. Yep. So, Hey, we did it. Only time will tell yes. on if these kids fit with these teams as is today or not we're gonna find out real soon i hope all so, right well let's uh let's start off with the let's, it. let's say the 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 top five worst drafts out of this year and we're gonna start at number five okay number five i have listed as the new orleans saints and you might say, man, that guy is just bitter because he's a Falcons fan. But let's 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 lay this out here. Let's talk about it. Because the Saints only had four picks, right? Yeah. So that alone, first of all, is is hard. Okay. Normally you want to at least have a, a pick in every round, or if you're missing around, maybe you double up late. They had a they had a first rounder, two third rounders, and a seventh rounder. Sweet. Now in the seventh round, we can let's just throw that out because they, they took a QB from Mississippi State. They don't need him. They just signed Taysom Hill to a two-year, I think, ten million dollar contract, something like that. They Taysom also signed. Hill plays anything. They also signed Jameis Winston for a one-year deal. I know. Why do you need four QBs? Well, well, not that. It's just you got Drew, you got Jameis, you got Taysom. Right, whatever, throw that one out. So then you're left with a first rounder and two thirds. They had need a need a wide receiver, okay. uh, which they went and got uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Right, it's to pair yeah. up with Michael Thomas, so that's okay. But still, I mean, you need a good, you need a decent slot, which Sanders mm -hmm. is probably going to fill in quite a bit. Yep. Uh, they didn't take a wide receiver at all. No, they needed a guard, which their number one pick, uh, they took center out of Michigan, Caesar Ruiz, can probably play, can pr can probably play some guard. Yeah, uh, but they're probably going to look for him to play center. So depending on what their needs are or how they feel, this is all going to play out. I mean, maybe they maybe they kind of filled that role. Um, corner is another need that they had. They didn't take any inside linebackers and defensive tackles are some other additional needs they had to which they did none. <laughs> I mean, they took the center, 
they took uh, a very good pick on it. I mean, it was a good pick in uh, Wisconsin outside linebacker, Zach Bond. Whether they shift him to inside or have him play a little hybrid, that's yet to be seen. Uh, and they, got, they grabbed Adam Troutman, tight end from Dayton, also in the third, uh, which is one of the better tight ends. Uh, and I guess for Drew Brees and his short passes that they love to throw, maybe he'll work. Um, short passes. Well, they, they strictly here they strictly went here for firepower. Yeah. Um, you know, linebacker is a need, no matter if it's inside, outside, middle, whatever. Uh, they got some solid guys there as it is. So I, I just I don't see this as a very strong draft when you look at the moves that. Um, Saints. Atlanta, the moves that Atlanta made, right? They went out and got Dante Fowler. Mm-hmm. They drafted a corner, a stud corner in the first. Yep. Marlon Davidson. Yep. Right. Got uh, got a linebacker in the third. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty confident about that. Yep. Uh, we're going to talk about the Panthers a little bit later because they're in they're in uh, one of the good drafts. <laughs> so we'll talk about them in a little bit. But then you also got Tampa, right? Tampa loaded up between Brady and Gronk and they had a fairly good draft as well. Picking up, picking up a tackle in the first round. I just, I don't think it compares in that extremely difficult NFC South. So that's my number five bad drafts. Number four, number four, the Stillers. Ben Stillers, not Ben Stiller, the Pittsburgh Stillers. Stiller. Uh, This is interesting. Uh, they didn't have a first rounder because they gave the first rounder uh, last season to Miami when they got Minka Fitzpatrick. So they didn't have a first. Nope. So their first pick in the 2020 draft was the 17th pick in the second round, which is, what is that, number 49 pick, something like that in the whole draft. And they took a wide receiver at Notre Dame, Chase Claypool. Decent pick, right? All they really had was Juju. Uh, Deontay was, eh. Who's the other guy they got? Um, James Washington. James Washington. Deep threat guy. Route running, not super clean. So, that, I mean, that was a good pick. But when you start getting down, they had a third, two fours, a six, and a seven. Um, they took an outside linebacker, right, to hope, probably pair up with uh, TJ. Right? Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Their linebacking crew is is not terrible between TJ and Bud Dupree. And Derek. Derek's a fullback, man. <laughs> um, you know, I just, he's a prospect. He's, he's, he, this guy, this guy, this Alex Highsmith out of Charlotte that they took is, is a work in progress. They also took a running back, which we know James Conner is their running back. They took Anthony McFarland uh, out of Maryland. Uh, pretty small guy. He's 5'8", 200 pounds. Um, Good, good ball skills. I mean, he can he can catch out of the backfield, but I mean, he's not a super super powerful runner in that running scheme that they have there. They took a guard uh, out of Louisiana, Kevin Dotson. <sighs> not very consistent. I just he's 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 going to add depth, of course, and that's what you look for in these later mid to late rounds is depth for your team. Um, I just uh, I, I don't know. After after watching some stuff on this guy and reading a little bit about him, I just don't see where uh, this guy's going to even make the team. Then they also took a safety, which defensive backfield for for Pittsburgh is really good. Uh, they, they just don't need them. They don't need a safety. 
even for depth even for depth so i just i don't see this as a very successful draft i think they could have went in a different direction i'm sure they probably talked to ben and he talked them out of potentially maybe going after a quarterback i mean and i know that sounds crazy but let's let's be honest about mason rudolph i mean (laughs) i don't think he's in my honest opinion ducky hodges is probably going to be a backup I just I don't have a lot of trust yeah. watching Mason Rudolph after last year. No, nope. uh, they flip flopped during the season between those two when Ben went out, just to kind of see who had the hot hand. That's not a way to help any QB succeed. You got to really. you got to give them the reins and let them run with it and see how they do. Yep. So I just I don't know I don't I don't see this as a particularly super strong draft class for for Pittsburgh, which they they normally do fairly well. Let's move to three. Number three. We got the Rams. LA. Um, the top two picks I like. They had how many picks they have here? Two, four, six. They had nine draft picks. Wow. And I like two of them. <laughs> Only two. Uh, they had no first rounders, of course. They were and they're and running short on cash, of course, too, because of paying golf. Uh, they got money hung up with Gurley. They have money hung up in Clay Matthews. They just made some really, they made really big moves to try to win a Super Bowl. And they have money hung up in Dante Fowler. They do, actually. Um, Smart. You, good job. Yeah, I, I forgot about that, to be honest with you. Um, you his name all the time. Dante Fowler Jr. Um, Jr. They tried to win a Super Bowl quick, so they signed a bunch of studs, and it didn't pan out, and they have way too much money tied up in Jared Goff. Uh, but they had uh, two number two picks. Two. They should have taken a quarterback. That's 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 tough. There are a lot of quarterbacks in college that are better than Jared Goff. Well, I don't disagree with you, but the thing is, is they have so much money tied up into him for a long term. There's just no way they're going to do anything with him. He's got to be their quarterback. Yeah. Um, they had two second rounders, two third rounders, a four, a six, and three sevens. Now, we all know it's rare that a sixth and seventh do a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. I do think they got a good pick in the sixth round with Jordan Fuller, safety out of Ohio State, I think will help that defensive backfield. Uh, he's going to be a big special team or two. The only other two picks I really like for the Rams, they took Cam Akers as a running back, which is pure, which is clearly just a replacement for Gurley. Um, they needed to absolutely do that. So that's that's very clear why they took him first. And then just a couple picks later, they took a wide receiver out of Florida, Van Jefferson. Very good wide receiver. Can definitely help along with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, giving Goff somebody else, hopefully, to get the ball to. Hopefully. That's the problem, is getting him the ball. Um, I, I don't know. It's uh, I, I, I would have liked for them to spend a second or third rounder on a lineman to help with Cam Akers running the ball and to help protect Jared Goff, uh, hopefully giving him a little bit more time. There were still really, really good offensive linemen in the second and third round, mm-hmm. even into the fourth. Yeah. Um, it would have been nice to see them grab maybe another D tackle to sit next to Aaron Donald. Yep. I mean, anybody, you could have grabbed a good D tackle in the fourth round uh, to put next to him. And if they had to give anybody at least a little bit of attention and to take a little bit more of attention off of Donald. Can you imagine the more, how much more damage he can do yeah. <laughs> to an offensive line and a QB or a running back? Um, that, that, that was definitely just a need of theirs. That they didn't hit on. Nope. So the Rams are in, the Rams are in some trouble because they, they're in, uh, 
cap hell, if you will. Um, they just have no money to do anything. Yeah. They're just strapped. I mean, as much as you can possibly get right now. So a couple of good picks. Um, and I know people are probably thinking this, how's it a bad draft if they got, maybe got a couple of good picks. It's just overall from, from a higher level. It's just, it does not to me anyway, it just doesn't look like they, to me. they did very well. I mean, especially with that many picks, you know, it seems like they would have gone in a different direction. Number three, I mean, two, two, I'm going to catch it for this one. I know it. Yeah. I'm going to catch it. Yep. The Redskins. They took Chase Young. (laughs) They took Chase Young with their first pick at number two. Undoubtedly amazing pick. Okay. Then, of course, they had no second rounder. Nope. They had a three, two fours, two fives, and two sevens. Would you like to explain, please? Why they're number two? Eight picks. I see Chase Young being okay. They took wide receiver Antonio Gibson in the third round. I think that's a decent pick because he had Terry McLaurin come on last year. Um, Dwayne Haskins is is clearly their quarterback. Uh, So he needs more weapons. Uh, Adrian Peterson, still their running back, right? Aging, but killing it yet. I mean, playing playing great football at his age. Uh, And then they went tackle which they needed, okay? They, they took Sadiq Charles out of LSU um, because they did lose Trent Williams, and we'll talk about that here in uh, just a couple more minutes. Um, I could see this guy possibly playing guard, but they need a tackle. But, but they took a purely developmental prospect in Sadiq Charles in the fourth round. Now, now clearly, you know, at that at that point in the in the game here, there was there were no super great starters at offensive tackle left. No. So you had to take somebody. I get that, but with Trent Williams gone, who's there now to coach him up? What uh, tackle is there to show him the ropes? Uh, You're purely going to be leaning on the line coach. Mm-hmm. I I just don't see it. And then of course, uh, they took another wide receiver uh, in the fourth round, Antonio Gandy Golden. Uh, from Liberty. He's inconsistent at times. His routes aren't super clean. Of course, that can get cleaned up with practice and reps. But the thing is, is with the way that this offseason is going to go, they're probably not going to get those. <laughs> uh, we'll see how training camps and things like that play out. But then after that, I mean, taking they took a center, uh, outside linebacker, a safety, and a defensive end. Um, all developmental guys, probably practice squad guys too. So, I mean, I like Ch- Chase Young pick. I mean, that's a given. When you're that high, it's it's rare that you'd bust on that. Um, the Antonio Gibson thing is 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 good because you needed another weapon next to McLaurin. But then after that, it was just a bomb. Yeah. It was just purely, you know, what, six picks of potentially development guys that maybe will do special teams or hit the practice squad. Number, Number one, one worst draft. And this is not just our opinion either. It's a fact. Or at least most But I'll explain why. Go ahead and announce it. Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Cheese Faces. <laughs> cheese Faces. No. The Green Bay Packers. Um, there's a lot of news that came out the last couple of days. Right? They they moved up in the draft. They had the first, first round 30th pick. They moved up four spots to 26 to take Jordan Love, QB out of Utah State. Wow. Okay? Um, 
Actually, can I say I something before you continue? Go ahead. I saw this morning that Brett Favre said that Aaron Rodgers might not finish his career in Green Bay. It's probably likely that he won't. I mean, Brett moved on. He played for two other teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Brady just moved on. Mm-hmm. All the greats. Montana moved on. Like, yep. they move on. And I get that. The issue that I have, and Packers are going to hate this, and, and we talked about it yesterday. I've been to Green Bay twice in the past two years for games. Uh, I love the Green Bay Packer fans. I think they're possibly the best fan base in NFL football. Um, Aaron Rodgers is a whiny baby. I, 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 really. I mean, he complains and he blames everybody else for his inaccurate throwing that he had the past season and a half. He did not play good football last year, period. If he was the Aaron Rodgers of old, they would have made it a lot closer. And, and they made it close last year. So the fact that they made it that far with him not playing at his best shows more to the coaching staff and the rest of the team. I mean, he was missing dump-offs to the running backs. He was missing short passes by a lot. His deep throws, nowhere close to accurate as they used to be. Yep. So them taking a quarterback, I don't hate the move. I don't like the pick of Jordan Love, and I don't like the fact that you moved up four spots to go get him. This is the guy who laughed about it. He would have been there at 30, honestly. Yeah, I mean, look, looking over the teams that were there, he more than likely would have been there. I mean, for Pete's sake, I would have taken Jalen Hurts over Jordan Love. Yeah, I think all of us would have. So, uh, I don't I don't hate the pick of a quarterback. Everybody knows this by now. They did the similar thing when Brett Favre was there and they drafted Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunst and the rest of the VP team at Green, with the Green Bay Packers is tired of Aaron Rodgers, honestly, and his kind of attitude towards everything and the way that he he's a great quarterback. I mean, you, you can't dismiss that, but he really has a hold over that whole organization ever since he got there. He won a Super Bowl early, and yeah, they've done some postseason stuff, but that was really it. And they're just, I, honestly, I think they're just tired of that hold, and they want to break that to make it go back to the Green Bay Packers of old. So I don't hate the pick. Of quarterback. I <laughs> don't like the pick of it being Jordan Love. But anyway, quarterback is, if you look purely at the roster, quarterback is not a need right now, especially to move up four spots. Second round, they took a running back, A.J. Dillon. Once again, a position that they had no need for. They had two running backs last year that played really good football. Uh, they took a tight end in the third round out of Cincinnati. Uh, there were better tight ends on the board when that happened. Tight end is a need, uh, so I get that. Inside linebacker, uh, they took a guard in John Runyon, which, of course, his old man played in the NFL for a very long time. Very, very good player for the Eagles. Uh, they took a, a center, a tackle, a safety, and a defensive end. Offensive line needed help. They're trying to stack up on defense when they really need to worry about offense. Not necessarily. Well... Place the line, anyways. I want to say they really are. They really went for a lot of offensive. I mean, they took a guard, a center, and a tackle all in a row, all in the sixth, the whole sixth round. They took a guard, a center, a tackle. Wow. Which, when you look at 
sixth round. That's purely developmental guys. Why would you spend all those picks? And if you look back at the draft, there were still a lot of good players still on the board at five and six. Yeah. Um, that they could have taken. So they weren't, they purely were not going off of best player available. They were drafting for what they assumed their needs were. And unless Matt LaFleur is looking at truly changing up what the Packers are doing, that's the only logical thing that I can come up with right now on how they drafted right here is that Matt LaFleur and the rest of that coaching staff is looking at kind of changing almost the identity of the Green, Green Bay Packers. Packers. They took no wide receivers. Not a single wide receiver with all those picks. I know. They didn't trade for any. Nope. They didn't pick up any free agent wide receivers. Nope. They gave Aaron Rodgers absolutely zero help here. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Rodgers get traded. I heard New England's a good spot for a quarterback. So I keep saying, I think Cam Newton's going to go there. I bet Belichick would rather Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I bet he would. I don't think so. Especially for a first rounder. Eh. Green Bay would take that. Yes, Green Bay would. They got another quarterback already. <laughs> I, it was it was a bad draft. I mean, and, and that's why I wanted to, before we put out another episode like this to talk about it, that's why I wanted a couple of days to kind of dig in and see. Um, I just don't like it. I don't like it at all. He don't like it. Um, runner up for the one of the worst drafts, the Chicago Bears. Sitting right on the cusp. <laughs> um, Trubisky is not their quarterback of the future. A couple of years ago, they traded up to like the second pick in the draft to take Mitchell Trubisky. Blew everybody away that night, and it turned out that was a bad choice. <laughs> uh, yeah, Foles is better than him. So they traded for Foles, right? They got Nick Foles in there. I think he'll run the offense fairly well. Um, I don't want to say they don't have a superstar running back. They got serviceable guys. Wide receivers. Um, You're okay. They released Turbo. They released Taylor Gabriel. They don't have any crazy, awesome wide receivers. But what they did do, without a first-round pick this year in the second round, they took star tight end from Notre Dame, Cole Komet. That was a good move. Okay. Um, then they went defense for the next three picks. They took Jalen Johnson, which is a corner. Travis Gibson from Tulsa, outside linebacker. Kendall Vildor, Georgia Southern corner. Then they went wide receiver at the end of the fifth round. Darnell Mooney out of Tulane. Wow. These are not splashes. No. Uh, which is what the Bears need right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the tackle and the guard, maybe practice squad. Maybe. They'll try out. They'll do a little bit of work. It's about probably about as far as they're going to go. Yeah. What I did hear yesterday, I think it was yesterday or the day before, the Bears signed... Khalil Mack's little brother. Sweet. Two big Macs for the Bears. Khalil Mack Jr. So, uh, pretty interesting. But the Mack trucks on the team. (laughs) The Bears are my, I don't know what you want to call it, runner-up bad. Team. Draft. Team. Cool. Yeah. Number five. Let's go with what what we feel are the Teams that had the best drafts. Number five, 
And these, this was hard because there are a couple of teams that really went in and they made their team a lot better by this. Fifth, unfortunately for us, the Carolina Panthers. Um, Matt Rule's in there as a head coach now, right? Brought in his coaching staff. He had seven draft picks. And the for the first time ever wow. in NFL history, he spent every single draft pick on defense. Wow. So not only do you lose Cam Newton and you get you don't even you, get a quarterback. You get Teddy Bridgewater. That's fine. That's, yeah. You pay Christian McCaffrey a ton of money, highest paid running back in NFL history. Deservedly. Yes. Receivers are eh. Okay. Seven picks on the defense. Now, all the players that they've lost in the past like two years, they lost a lot of leadership there. Thomas Davis. Luke Keekley retired. Uh, K1 Schwartz getting older. A lot of guys. They had Don Terry Poe at defensive tackle. Poe. He's gone. First pick, they took Derek Brown out of Auburn. Love it. Great job. Very good choice. Yes. Um, uh, second round, they had two second rounders. They took a defensive end and a safety. They took, in the words of Roger Goodell, Yator Gross Matos out of Penn State. Yeter Gross Matos out of Penn State. Very good choice, especially in the second round. The end of the second round, they took safety from Southern Illinois, Jeremy Chin. Very good player for this defensive squad. All of these picks, they're pure replacements at a high level. The fourth rounder they took was Troy Pride Jr. out of Notre Dame, star corner. Uh, very good at his position. Is going to work very well. Probably play defense, a little bit of special teams. Uh, will fill in very nicely. Yep. Then they took another safety, Kenny Robinson from West Virginia. They took another D tackle, and and this guy and the seventh guy, the seventh rounder, are going to be developmental. Uh, Bravion Roy from Baylor, and then Stanley Thomas Oliver from Florida International is a corner. These are development guys. They'll probably play special teams, uh, not the D tackle. Uh, but Stanley from Florida International will likely be special teams. But these are guys that they're going to bring in to at least battle and have some depth. Um, they didn't go after the linebacker position. That's my only knock on this draft. But this was a very, very solid and methodical draft by Matt Rule and the rest of that team. I think they made their team a lot better after this draft. Yeah. Um. Which also leads into why I feel like the Saints did not do so well. <laughs> because their center that they took is not going to be able to block Derek Brown and Gross Matos. Gross Matos. Gross Matos. Number four. Number four. <laughs> uh, the Dallas Cowboys. What? This is the first draft I have seen out of Dallas in over a decade that I think literally okay. knocked it out of the park. First round, they had C.D. Lamb fall right into their lap. Nobody thought he was going to drop to 17. Nope. The second round, they got corner out of Alabama, Trevon Diggs, one of the top corners in this draft class. They did lose Byron Jones, so this Trevon Diggs guy, pure fill-in, should be able to fill in without a problem. Is there key? Third round, freaking steal. Defensive tackle out of Oklahoma, Neville Gallimore. This dude is a battering ram. Yeah. To put on, to so put he's better than Aaron Donald. 
No, get out of here. To put him, though, on the defensive front with Demarcus Lawrence and the rest of those guys, and then that linebacker core um, right behind him. I mean, the, the defense is looking amazing right now. Neville Gallimore will be a starter day one. Then they went corner, Reggie Robinson from Tulsa. Another really great choice. It'll be depth and special teams for him. Uh, I really don't know how to say this guy's last name, but he's a center from Wisconsin. Tyler B, I'm going to call him, because I really don't know how to pronounce his last name. Um, they're losing uh, Travis Frederick, retirement. So he's going to be a guy somehow dropped to the fourth round, the almost the end of the fourth round. Um, amazing pickup for them to, to be able to bolster that front line. That, that offensive line is their key to success mm-hmm. because they're a running team. And if Zeke doesn't have a good line to run behind, just like if Emmett back in the 90s didn't have a line to run behind, they would not be the team that they were. If Zeke doesn't have a good line to run behind, this team is going to solely rely on Dak Prescott. Yep. Not saying he can't get it done, but they're a lot better when they got a good line in front of them. And Tyler here will add to that. This next pick is somebody I wanted Atlanta to look into, especially after I saw him dropping deep into the fifth round. Defensive end at Utah, Bradley and I. This dude is a monster. Yep. Somehow falls to the fifth round. I don't know what it was, but every time there was a pick that came up, I'm like, this has got to be an eye. This has got to be an eye. And he just kept falling. And you're like, wow. I have no clue why or how or whatever, but Dallas capitalized on that one. Sweet. And then, I mean, the seventh pick is a seventh pick. They, they took the uh, QB out of James Madison, Ben DiNucci. Um, ben DiNucci. He'll be a practice squad quarterback. Yeah. And that's fine. For sure. But I, I think the Dallas Cowboys absolutely killed this draft. They could not have drafted better. Number three. And I don't even know how I put it at number four, but I did. <laughs> number three. N- number three. My buddy's going to like this one, but I put the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos have put all their chips in on Drew Locke as their quarterback. So what did they do? They spent their first two picks on wide receivers. They also went out and got Melvin Gordon in the offseason here. Yep. So with their first pick, they took Jerry Judy. Amazing pick. Amazing. Second rounder, they took KJ Hamler, wide receiver out of Penn State. Amazing pick. Good slot receiver for them. Mm-hmm. He's loading him up with weapons. Uh, third pick, they took a corner because of Chris Harris Jr. You mentioned that the other day. Yep. Uh, departing the Denver Broncos. Uh, Michael Ojemudier at from Iowa, very good wide, wide receiver, being able to fill in there immediately. Uh, they had two more third rounders, so three third round picks. This next one they took Damn. center. I'll call him guard center hybrid kind of uh, at LSU Lloyd Cushenberry. Very good pickup for them, bolstering that offensive line right in front of Drew Locke. Cushenberry's a great pick. Uh, they took a uh, defensive tackle out of Arkansas, uh, McTelvin, again, uh, adding anybody to that defensive front with those linebacker core, that linebacker core they have um, is a plus, right? Defensive tackle was definitely a need of theirs. They also added a stud tight end out of, a, out of Missouri. Uh, another name I'm not going to try to pronounce, uh, Albert O. I think Daniel Jeremiah even called him Albert O because he was not going to try to say this guy's last name. I agree with him. I watched him at the combine because he was there. Um, amazing hands. He can catch anything. 
anything you put near him, he'll grab. Yep. Um, pairing him up with Noah Fant, glorious. Glorious. Adding these wide receivers along with that weapon, great for Drew Locke and his production in year two. Um, this pick is interesting. I really like it, and I think it's going to be great pairing this guy up next to uh, Von Miller. Uh, Justin Stranad from Wake Forest, linebacker in the fifth round. Great value for that pick. Uh, they added more power to the offensive line. Fresno State guard Natain Muti. Um, can't believe he went down to the sixth round. I know when I did my first mock, I had him going in the, I want to say late second, early third. It's stud out of Fresno State. Um, dropped to the sixth. I still can't believe it. Uh, they took another wide receiver from Florida, Tyree Cleveland, just adding depth at wide receiver. Yep. Uh, and then added another outside linebacker, uh, Derek Tuska from North Dakota State. Yep. That one is what it is. Whatever. Good job. They gave the keys to Drew Locke. Yeah. And said, drive this Lambo as far as you can go. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. Analogies. Yeah. But really, I mean, the, the defense was not bad to begin with. It's just the fact that the offense had some trouble last year, which means the defense was on the field more, which exposed issues that they had. Um, the only thing they didn't really address was defensive end. But yeah. guess what? Still some defensive ends out there in free agency that they can go pick one up. Yeah. So uh, kudos to John Elway. This is probably his best draft since he became GM of the Denver Broncos. Number two. The deuce yeah. goes to the Dolphins. The Delfinos. I think they are building something special there. Uh, Coach Flo and them guys down there are building what they feel to be their own little dynasty. And we'll see how it turns out in the field. Uh, it doesn't hurt that they'd had three first rounders as well. <laughs> a lot of picks. Three, three first rounders, two second rounders, a third, a fourth, two fifths, a sixth, and a seventh. Wow. That's a lot of choices to make. Yeah. Uh, they took two at Sangavailoa at number five. Good job. I love that pick so much. <laughs> I really do. He personally, he is my number one QB in this draft, even over Joe Burrow. People would kill me for that, but it is yeah. what it is. He's just showed so much consistency and success in a longer period of time than what Joe Burrow did. Joe Burrow had an amazing season, and even yeah. his even his year prior to that, he started coming on towards the end. But Tua did it for three straight years. Three straight um, years. So they got a quarterback. They got the quarterback of the future. Second pick in the first round, they took Austin Jackson, USC offensive tackle, guarding to his blind spot. Okay? Mm -hmm. Got their starting tackle. Bolster that line is important to the running game and to Tua being successful. Yeah. Next pick, they took a corner out of Auburn. Let's see if I can do this. Noah Igmanahin. Great pick to team him up with Byron Jones that they got from Dallas. Uh, love that pick. Love that pick. Second round, they got to a more security guard from Louisiana, Robert Hunt, bolstering the front line. Mm -hmm. uh, second second rounder, they took defensive tackle Raquan Davis 
great pick, great value. I figured he would have been a little bit higher. Uh, so they got him at a great price. And they really needed a defensive tackle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then they went safety. They took Brandon Jones out of Texas. Um, they lost Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Needed a safety. Yep. They went out and got a decent one of Brandon Jones. Yep. He can develop into something special. Yeah. Hey, guess what? Fourth rounder came. They took another guard, my my man from Georgia, Solomon Kinley. That's two guards and a tackle to protect Tua right now. Solomon Kinley is a great run blocker. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to that. I can't wait to see him there. Then they took two defensive ends back-to-back. Jason Strobridge out of North Carolina, Curtis Weaver out of Boise State. Some good depth right there on the defensive line. Uh, they took a long snapper. Who takes a long snapper? Not me. I like it though. This is a turn. Blake Ferguson out of LSU. They want to make sure no crazy stuff happens with these punting snaps. Is <laughs> what they're doing. I like I like the guts to go take a long a long snapper in the sixth round, and then in the seventh round they took a wide receiver out of Navy, Malcolm Perry. So it's just a a special teams guy essentially. Yeah. And some depth at wide receiver. I think they killed it, though. I mean, it, it may not show this season, but this draft was purely the draft for their future. Yep. And they had all these picks, and I think they nailed each and every one of them early in this draft. Number one. Number one. The Baltimore Ravens killed it in the draft. Yeah. This is very controversial. It, well, you know, when you when you try to give a number one in this draft, honestly, a lot of these teams, I mean, you could say that uh, some people would be like, oh, Dallas was there. Some people would say oh, maybe Denver was there. And people are probably complaining I didn't put the Bengals in here. But uh, they only got one good pick. Everyone else is just well, like, no, they got, they got, I would say, now it was Burrow and T. Higgins they got, which is great. But then everybody after that is kind of mediocre. Kind of like, who? So can Burrow turn that franchise around? Sure. Yeah. But here's what I'm going to say. Burrow ain't going to do much when he faces their division rivals in the Baltimore Ravens with this defense. Locking everybody up. I mean, they went and got Campbell, Clayus Campbell. Yep, they got Earl Thomas. I think they added Don Terry Poe, if I'm not mistaken, defensive tackle. And then in the draft, they go and grab linebacker Patrick Queen out of LSU in the first round. They add Ohio State running back J.K. Dobbins to that backfield with Mark Ingram and crazy Lamar Jackson running all over the place. Yep. In the third round, they go grab defensive tackle Justin Matabuke from Texas A&M. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then another huge need that they had was actually wide receiver because they had Hollywood Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, Lamar really counted on his tight ends last year. Yeah. I think he's. I think this season they're going to run a lot, yeah, because that's that's their makeup. But he's going to need more weapons on the offensive side and the wide receiver spot. They went out and got Texas Devin DuVernay, which is great speed on that offense. This dude's a speedster. He's got good hands. He runs pretty clean routes. Um, Definitely going to be a good threat for them next to Hollywood Brown. So immediately they're forced for four picks. Money. Um. With a compensatory pick in the third round, they took linebacker from Ohio State, Malik Harrison, great add to that linebacking core, making their defense even more difficult. Then they went out and got a tackle at a Mississippi state tire Phillips. 
uh, great addition to the offensive line. Yep. Um, you know, not knowing, I know Ron, Ronnie Stanley is probably going to be retiring here in the next year or, so, year or two. So between him and then their next pick, guard out of Michigan, Ben Bredesen, looking more towards the future, right? Get some depth, get these guys in there to learn behind these stud offensive linemen that they do have. Then they took yet another D tackle from Texas Tech, Broderick Washington Jr. The defensive line, the linebackers, um, the the defensive backs, the corners and safeties. It's like an all-star team. <laughs> I mean, they went and took everything that they did last year. Their crazy offense, defense played really well, and they just upped that defensive side because they saw everybody going after uh, wide receivers and running a couple running backs here and there. But everybody, all these teams are trying to add speed just like the Chiefs did. They're trying to take that Chiefs model and put it into their own system, and it's not going to work for everybody. But the Ravens, they're purely playing with defense here. I mean, they're just like, you know what? You want all the speed on offense? We're just going to cut your guys down. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, you're not going to stand a chance. I want to see Titans versus Ravens, see how Derrick Henry does against defense. Oh, my gosh. it'd be. I would love to see that. Imagine him just chucks through everyone. I don't. Th- I don't think he could right now. I really don't think he could either. With the, with this new defense that they have, I don't think he would do that ever again. And Next I think this time, defense going to be twenty twelve Ravens. And I think this defensive front can can do some. I mean, if they play the Chiefs, the Chiefs is going to have. They're going to have to use speed and get everything out quick against this defense. Yeah. Um. They also took another wide receiver, James Prochet from SF, F, uh, SMU in the sixth round. Another great add as a potential slot receiver special teamer. And then they took a safety out of Iowa, Geno Stone, which is just pure depth and developmental. Yeah. The Ravens added so many pieces to their already amazing team. They, 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 had, they played amazing football last year. And they upped their game in so many levels right now. So they, I put them at my number one. Uh, we have time for a couple, couple additional. Mm. What should we call these? Runner ups. Runner ups. Sure. I think I have two here. Who should we start with? I'm going to start with the Niners. The Niners get a runner up vote, and I hate saying it. But they get my no. they get my runner because they took my pick in the first round, so I'll forever just hate them for that now. <laughs> um, they took Javon Kinlaw in the first. They t- actually got two number two first rounders. They took uh, Javon Kinlaw defensive tackle. Of course, they lost to Forrest Buckner, but this dude is a beast. He would fill up no problem uh, or fill in with no problem. They also took wide receiver Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State. They lost Emmanuel Sanders. Yep, fill this guy in. Shanahan's going to do wonders for this guy. Fantastic. Uh, fifth round, they took a tackle, Colton McKivitz, West Virginia. Very good prospect. Can work with mm-hmm. them. Not only did they do that, they also traded Matt Burita. So they do not have Matt Burita as a running back anymore, but they don't need him. Nope. They got a couple other guys. Uh, but they chose uh, Burita and a fifth rounder to Washington for Trent Williams. So they also have Trent Williams now wow. on their offensive line. Uh, Joe Staley did actually retire, though. So he, Trent Williams, will fill right in for Joe Staley. So they did lose Staley, but they added Trent Williams. They added McKivitz. You mean like, a li- like the lineman? Yeah. It's, I'm pretty sure it's Joe Stanley. It's Joe Staley. Oh. 
Joe Stanley. Um, now, we all know they have George Kittle. Yeah. But in the sixth round, they went and took Georgia tight end Charlie Werner. I can't believe he made it to the sixth round. Yeah. I watched him play. I'm also a Bulldogs fan. I watched Werner play every game of Georgia last year. Dude's a stud. I like him a lot. To get him in the sixth round is a steal. Then they took wide receiver out of Tennessee, um, Juan Jennings. So, add a little more depth, special team. San Francisco put together a nice draft. Yeah. John Lynch and the boys did pretty good. Yep. My other runner-up, which was even closer to the top five. This is going to take a while. Is with 672 picks. No. Yeah. <laughs> the Minnesota Vikings. With 15 picks. The, the Minnesota Vikings had 15 draft picks. 15. Two first-rounders, a second, a third, three fours, two fives, two sixes, and four sevens. Two first. First pick, they took Justin Jefferson, wide receiver. Good job. They needed to replace Stephon Diggs. Great wide receiver, though. Justin Jefferson will fill in or exceed, in my personal opinion, what Stephon Diggs did. Next pick in the first round, they took corner Jeff Gladney. He's already better than Xavier Rhodes, yeah. which they lost. Where they cut, I should say. Yeah. Uh, great pick. Offensive tackle, Ezra Cleveland, Boise State. One of the best tackles in this draft, outside of the first round. Mm-hmm. Great pickup to help keep Kirk Cousins safe and block for Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Next pick, corner out of Mississippi State, Cameron Dantzler. Absolutely phenomenal value. To that defensive backfield. Uh, then they took a defensive end out of South Carolina, DJ Wanham. Good pick for depth. They took a defensive tackle, James Lynch out of Baylor. Another good pick for depth. Then they took Troy Dye from Oregon inside linebacker. I think this guy has potential to start on day one. Yep. He might be rotational, but he will start. Also play special teams. Then they took a corner at a Temple, Harrison Hand, depth, special teams, wide receiver out of Miami. They took an offensive tackle out of Oregon, took a safety, Josh Metellus from Michigan. I'm not going to read all these because it would take us the next hour. Two more defensive ends, or, or I'm sorry, a defensive end in Kenny Willicks uh, from Michigan State. Great, amazing value in the seventh round. Then they took a QB out of Iowa, a safety out of Mississippi State, and a guard out of Washburn. They maneuvered between trading up, trading back in this draft better than anyone. Anyone. I didn't put them in the top five only because literally they took like half the draft class. Okay, so that's great. But if you look at how many of these guys probably are truly going to pan out and get their options and get a second contract... You're looking at a, you're looking at maybe six, yeah, five, six, out of fifteen, okay, five and a half. So I mean Jefferson, Gladney, Cleveland, Dantzler, and I think Troy Die are probably going to be the top that they will get, you know, additional decent contracts. Yeah. So, um, man, that was fun. That was fun. I like breaking them down. That's fun. We can go even deeper, but we're not going to do that. No. Because there's so much information out there. Here at the All Blitz podcast, we just wanted to give our take. See how we felt after a couple of days. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not going to break Atlanta's down. No. I did in my head, and I did myself, but we're not going to talk about it here. I did in my Because it was, it, was, it was middle of the road. It was, it was good. It was good, not great, is how I'll put it. It helps the team, and uh, I look forward to seeing those guys play and bloom and do what they do. Um, but that's it. <sighs> Breaking it down. Wow. At the AOB podcast. AOB. Anything else you want to say to everybody out there? Stay safe and stay healthy. I like it. I like it. Well, appreciate everybody listening. Hope you enjoy. Get ready. Listen to some more news. There's still a lot of free agency stuff going on out there. Yep. We still have a lot of free agents somehow. It's a lot of good ones out there yet. Mm-hmm. Looking for some teams to make some moves. I don't think there are any major ones really to talk about. Not really. I'm trying to think offhand. Other than Winston going to the Saints. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Uh, no. Appreciate everybody listening. Hope you enjoy. And uh, like Brady said, stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay healthy. Stay home if you can. Thank you to everybody out there on the front lines doing all this work for us, keeping everybody healthy, getting everybody healthy again, taking care of everybody. Appreciate you all. Thanks for listening. See you on the next episode. Peace.